This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. It's another great day here at the Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes studio. Hello, I'm John Ando, along with my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She has a side hustle of a cupcake business here at the house. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a commercial producer, documentary guy who also consults media with a lot of different people right now. Today, we are going to discuss the four most common social media problems for small business. You have been rather busy in the kitchen upstairs at the Angel's Custom Cupcake uh, headquarters. I have. I um, You actually had a call the other day for somebody who wanted a cake right now. It was interesting. So I had um, got a phone call. I recently had uh, my second cataract surgery to fix my other eye. So now I have a matching set, which will mean my stuff will be even more perfect, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. But someone called and I answered the phone. It wasn't a bot, but it was like, she goes, hi, she goes, I was calling to see if I could get a cake. She goes, the only condition is I'm looking for it today. Now, this was like at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm not 100% sure what I'm not disclosing on all of my sites that I am a home bakery. But um, I was like, I am so sorry. I mean, knowing me and who I am, I would have said yes had it been any other day. But since I was still coming down off of Valium and some uh, other (laughs) things, I thought... Legal drugs you were on, yes. I dare say it was probably... I said, I am so sorry. Nearly as funny as the previous eye you had done, which you were... You were pretty... You were out of it. It I was... I I would call that one I blacked out for the most part. You were in a loop of repeating the same story over and over again. This time, I woke up during the procedure. Yeah. Which was not, not fun. fun. No. Um, only because I kept saying, look here. And I'm like, <laughs> I know in my mind, I wasn't saying anything, but I'm like, where? I can't see. You're sticking things in my eye. So, yeah. but I'm healing and recovered. But I did learn something new. Um, and it was more of a, it was a, a friend of mine just celebrated a birthday and she, um, her son is her youngest. Her baby is about to move away, just like John's yes, eldest is about to move away of, next week. Part of the whole insanity of our life right now. I have a daughter going to college, and she's also joining the, the Ohio National Guard. She's actually at that thing, and we were all excited to see her get sworn in. And we found out we can't go. We're not allowed because of COVID. Oh, yes. But um, so she's been struggling, but it was her birthday. So, of course, she was not feeling too good. And I she's um, got celiac. So I wanted to make her some gluten free cupcakes. So I normally use this lovely kind of it's a one to one. You know, you can use any recipe and just basically one to one ratio and you okay. can make something yeah. gluten free. You mentioned that in one of our earlier episodes, how to get how to do a gluten free yeah. recipe. And well, you've got this cool little one to one ratio yeah. thing And this. But I was very disappointed because normally I use it with chocolate because chocolate's kind of the go to for gluten free because you yeah. it, it masks some of the gluten as lack of gluten, I guess. As John Panetta said, I don't know what gluten is, but it tastes good. Exactly. Well, I was very disappointed. I made some cupcakes. They were a little bricks. I was like, what the heck? This is not okay. So I started doing some Googling and I found a very simple recipe. So those of you out there who are gluten-free, who go and spend $5 on an item from a lovely bakery of your choice that it has gluten-free items, you can actually make them yourself with if you think about it first, do a little research on our good friend Pinterest, I found a very simple recipe for the same basic type of um, flour mixture, if you will, but that can be used in many different recipes as a one-to-one. So it was very simple from a 
It was brown rice flour. It was potato starch, tapioca starch, and this lovely fun stuff called xanthan gum. And wow. I just went down a trip to Whole Foods and said, you know what? Angel's Custom Cupcakes is going to just make an investment. And I bought, um, bought the, flour bought the stuff, bought okay. those things, mixed them all up, and made probably the best set of chocolate gluten-free cupcakes that I've ever made. Now, you know I what will I'm never, ever use that other stuff again. You know what I'm going to ask you? I need to have that information so I can put it in the show notes. Yes, I can so, get you that okay. information because it was very... And there's all kinds of different so recipes. Again, this is for, in case you're just tuning in or wasn't paying attention, this is for gluten-free. A good, It's a good gluten-free recipe that anybody at home... Correct. Who needs to be gluten-free can make for cupcakes. Correct. Probably, make, I, probably could work it into cakes, I'm assuming, as well. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that was the recipe that I was looking at. So this would be, you know, this type of, this mix or this ratio of different flours together um, would make really, you know, it's really good for cakes or cupcakes. But it said so there's different other ones or other types of combinations that may be better suited for a muffin or a cookie. I'm trying to remember, do you promote on our website for angelscustomcupcakes.com that you do gluten-free? You know, I think it's mentioned. Because it um, seems to be like honest, but you I don't. do a lot of gluten free. It seems like it's maybe typically, it's just me. I think it's because we have a One we have a very dear friend who, who orders, orders a lot of cupcakes, who orders often, and and he's the gluten free guy. And but it's, um, it does seem like when we look at our our circle of friends, which I think are a fairly common demographic, we we have a couple who are vegan, not by choice. They they can't do things. Yes. And uh, a, f- a few gluten-free. Obviously, mm-hmm. we we have several, like everybody does, diabetic friends. Mm-hmm. And so it, it the the cupcake challenge and what's beautiful about the free market system is that we're creating these wonderful snacks and things that can make a person who thinks I can't have anything. Oh no, there there are options now. And even if you can't, you know, call Angel up, you can make some of this yourself. Exactly, so, and I, I think that's what I was trying to say is. That, you know, Pinterest is a beautiful thing. I'm sure I could have Googled it and found the same or similar recipes. They're all slightly different. Um, but again, I, you know, I made this mixture and it says it's pretty much good in a, in a container for two and a half to three weeks. So I, try you know, I'm, I definitely uh, think it's worthwhile. And I'm going to try the other stuff that I purchased that wasn't cheap. And I think I'm going to try cookies with those. I've never done nice. a gluten-free cookie before because that was always kind of like, eh. but I think maybe this um, other mix that I bought that's pre-made might be better for a cookie versus a cake from the density perspective that I ended up with. So, so we're we're going to be going into a season on marketing mini cupcakes. You know, we were doing a lot of stuff. Obviously, we still are always doing things with small business, and we're going to talk about some media. Uh, things that you should be doing if you're having problems with your media. So I'm going to try to give you some counsel on that. We've been talking about fear throughout the season and so forth. Uh, But we're going to focus a little bit more, especially on the folks that do the home, the home baking. Um, I've got some exciting guests that I'm hoping is, are going to be coming, uh, coming together here in the next couple of weeks. So, for those of you who are, our, you know, we have a lot of people who are the media folks and we have a lot of people who are just like the small business and some people who love the baking. And, um, you know, maybe I should do some barbecue stuff at some point. Maybe I should get Malcolm on some oh point. Oh, my goodness. I love Malcolm. Malcolm Reed, go to YouTube. He's my he's my uh, uh, my barbecue spirit leader. Killer hogs, my friend. Killer oh, hogs. my gosh. But uh, we so we love food here at the Ondo household. And uh, yes, so we want to we want to help you and encourage you with your kitchen. Use your kitchen. Kitchen is a wonderful thing, and I know a lot of people have been thrown into it because of COVID. Yes. And we're, uh, you know, but the kitchen's a beautiful place, and it's so much fun to do, th- do those things. And I 
I, I just, I don't get to do much in the kitchen because Angel is the queen of the kitchen. And when I go, I, well, yesterday when she wasn't feeling well, I said, <laughs> do you want me to make you something? And she was, and I, and I went to go do something. And the look on your face was like, please don't make me anything. No, I did not. First of all, it was a text. Second of all, you wanted to make French fries in the air fryer. And I was trying to explain mm, it to late. you. That was later. And then you were like, forget it. Yeah, I was, well, for one thing, the air fryer, the the French, I didn't know this. I started up the air fryer at 390 and, and a 20-minute countdown began. And that's so, the default. Well, that's fine. But it's, and then you told me it had to go in there for 15 minutes and flip it in 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, no. I can walk to McDonald's and get the fries faster. So He wasn't I'm, really listening and it was late and he just was over it. So he had potato chips instead. It's been, well, <laughs> that was for me, but I wanted to do something. I did make you yes, a chicken sandwich you thing. You did make me a sandwich. Took 15 seconds in the microwave. And exactly. It was, you know, so, and anyway. it was lovely. And I do appreciate it. Well, it's it's not that I don't love being in the kitchen. It's just been a time issue lately. So Correct. John has no time if well, you've heard the adage a one-arm paper hanger that would be him i feel like i feel like that constantly so anyway so that's the latest so if you want more information about these cupcakes look in the show notes and also you can find everything out about angels custom custom cupcakes at angelscustomcupcakes.com yay we're going to talk about the most common problems that small businesses deal with digital marketing and media Mm. So uh, you have some of those questions you were going to ask me a few of these because they relate to some of the businesses with, with your business. Yes. But I know it, it's it's a common problem across the board, whether you're in a nonprofit, a, a commercial business, small business. Uh, a lot of these answers are actually the same. So go yeah. shoot away and I will try to answer as best I can. What do you do when you don't have enough time? That's a com that is a very common problem. But when you're dealing with your media, and this is the, this is the hard part, and I and I'm gonna be, I'm probably gonna, you know, hit some people here in in spots they don't want to be hit in. The problem with all of us is we tend to like the things we do, and we like seeing the things we do. So all of us typically love posting and creating media on our social media pages or videos. And it takes time and some effort to do that. And often what happens, I see, is people just threw something up. Uh, it's not throwing up physically, <laughs> but they actually just took a picture and put it online because they know they want to see the picture of, of the cake or the picture of the garden or whatever it is, their, their, you know, the roof if they're doing a remodeling. And the, the problem is you have to be a little bit more intentional than that, and it takes time. But unfortunately, most people are like, hey, I want to really show this off. I'm like that. I... You know, if I work on a project, I throw, you know, a quick video up and say, hey, this is something we just did. But you have to be intentional about it. And the lack of time hurts because uh, this is this is something that you really need to let someone help you with that has a different set of eyes so that you you um, are communicating the right message. You could be putting stuff out there that you think is really funny and really cute, and it might be like, okay, you're a funeral home. What are you thinking? You know, so I'm serious. It's like people just think this is this is cute and funny. So lack of time can be, is one of the biggest killers to improper media. Uh, you need if you don't have time, and you don't have a skill set for this, and you can't prove to me you have a skill set in the sense that you understand graphics, you understand how to communicate and write. Uh, you really should be thinking about having someone else help you, at least do it properly doesn't mean that they have to do it for you, but you have them at least help you do it properly. So does that then roll into the second one that we have that mm-hmm. seems to be a problem, which I'm hearing very directly is consistency. Oh, my gosh. 
consistency is brand, okay? And, and let me explain to you what I mean by that, especially if you're a small business. You'll get this. When I say Target, what do you think of? I think of the store I love around the corner. What do you what do you see in your head? A big giant red bullseye. The red bullseye. You see white. You see red. You see a look to their graphics. You you could if I say Coles, you instantly even though they changed the color of their logo to the season, you know that Coles logo. You know when you open that mailbox. Yep. It's a that's a Coles mailer. I've got maybe thirty percent coming to me. Yep. So that's the brand. It's consistent, and this is the problem. I find with most small businesses and a lot of people who, small business owners are entrepreneurs as we are. And the biggest problem that happens with entrepreneurs is we all just love changing things. You got to stop and be consistent. And you have to, I was I was talking on the phone last night with a wonderful lady who's a pastor who's going to, to do some new uh, ministry stuff. And, and, I, and she was like, what should I do? And I said, keep it simple. You know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I didn't mm-hmm. say stupid to her because I didn't feel like it was right. But, it's you know, <laughs> keep it simple. Look at Apple. Again, I say the word Apple. White screen, Apple logo. They don't even put the word Apple. We sell computers. You just know it's Apple. Now, granted, Apple is a big company. But if you're smart, just be simple. You know, Angel's Custom Cupcakes has a cupcake logo. We try to be very clean. Don't clutter. Be consistent. Uh, you can change colors for seasonal things, but keep the same fonts, keep the same logos. If you don't like it, if you think you need to do a brand change, then then work that out with some people that have some experience with it. And and once you get that new brand, lock it. You know, don't change it. Hold it for at least three to five years. Don't go changing your brand. So when you're so again, so we've talked about you know again lack of time, which we always run into. Being consistent, having a consistent message, if it's being a consistent, um, whether it be a logo or color combination, but then yeah. it kind of rolls right into the next one of of creating content. I mean, how can you, if you don't have the time and you're not consistent, you know, how do you get that? How do you create that information so you can be be consistent with the time you do have so that you're creating the appropriate contact to hit your target audience. There's typically two thoughts that go into content. I'm trying to attract people who I who don't know who I am, or I'm trying to attract or re reaffirm people that I already know who I am. So, and oftentimes entrepreneurs will say, "Well, I, why do I why do I want to waste my money trying to attract people who already know who I am? Um, let's go out and get new new customers." And the problem is, be, there's maybe a reason why they aren't your customers. Maybe you are a uh, again, let me go back to a contractor because we have our friend contracting working with us right now. If he's a roofer or if he's a master craftsman, they do remodeling. Uh, maybe they work on $300,000 houses and you're marketing. Well, let's reach more customers. Well, probably if you don't do it smart, you're ending up reaching out the people who are renting or apartments and you're getting the wrong customers, but you're reaching new customers, but they don't have the houses that you you remodel. So you have to have a marketing person help you with that content. This is hashtagging. This is how you do stuff on LinkedIn. It's how you word things. And uh, that's where the, that's where people like myself, especially in the areas of video, and there's other people who are specialists in social media, what memes you put up, when you put them up. Uh, most people aren't home thinking about remodeling their homes on Wednesday evening. They're, but they sit around on Saturday thinking, hmm, 
I like what the Joneses did with their house. How did they do that? And they start looking at Instagram or Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So it's you take it needs it, it needs to be somebody who thinks outside the box, and you know again how does you how does the audience work? You have to have somebody who understands that market and can and then not only that but track what you're doing. So when you put a picture up for cupcakes, how did it do? What time did you post it? And so forth. There's a lot of uh, math involved, unfortunately, it's in this kind of subtle nuances of of what makes sense and when. Yeah. And you can and there's a few things again that you can click on or choose when you're doing certain posts. At least on Instagram, it tries to help you kind of target a little bit. But I've run a few ads and and had likes, but z- zero business and, and, as a result. And this so. is, and this is part of the problem. And this is part of the the headache we all have in in the media consultant world. Facebook is not consistent with its its advertising. No. I recently spent 50 bucks on running an Ondo Media Ondo Media ad. It went on Facebook and Instagram. I got a lot of likes, I got a lot of uh, comments, but I didn't get any customers from it. Now, that's okay. I know that you you getting new people on your Facebook, getting new people to follow you on Instagram helps. But, you know, you have to think through what is my expectation? If your expectation is I'm going to I'm going to pay 50 bucks for an, a Facebook ad and I'm going to pick up $2000 in business, probably not a good uh, a good expectation. You know, we've got the the lack of time we've talked about consistency um, creating the appropriate content, but as you just kind of alluded to a second ago about running an ad and and you saw some likes, but it's the it's the final one which is tracking results. Yeah. That is the that is the part where when I'm when I ran an ad the last time on Instagram, I'm looking at it and it says, "Oh, you had this many people that were women of this age that looked at it." I'm like, "Well, huzzah that they looked at it." Yeah. But I don't I have no clue of what am I doing from a media perspective that I can truly track the result sure. to come back cuz when I ask people, "How did you find me?" It's very rarely that, oh, I saw you on Instagram. Right. Oh, I saw an ad you ran. It's usually because they Googled or something. They Googled, so they how, found you on Yelp. So they, how do you yeah. track those results? Which is great that that's happening. When you talk to anybody who's trying to acquire new customers, there is a cost to that. So, for example, um, I'm spending about $400 a month right now with a group of people who are helping me with my SEO my my in, in local Google search. And so I'm spending $400. I'm probably spending money in other. I mentioned I bought a Facebook ad and so forth. So you start adding that up. And then the question becomes, when I get one, two, or three customers, let's just say I get four customers from that. So my price to get a new customer is $100. Most people, for some people, that's okay. If I'm selling a cupcake, that's not working too well because (laughs) they're buying a $4 cupcake. Uh, But on the flip side, in my case, most of my videos start at the $2,000 mark. So one customer equals, if they come back and they buy something, that's $2,000. I spent $100 to get that lead. So that's where the math comes into play with your business. And I don't know your numbers. You know your and hopefully you know your numbers. But if you're spending $50, if you're spending X amount of dollars and you do the math, well, I picked up 50 new customers and it cost me $50 $50 per customer to do that. And you're making it. So that's not bad uh, because you always think in terms of if they return, then you're making money without having to spend money to get them. Is it really comes down to where did you find me? I mean, because I get that, you know, at anything where I'm 
when I'm seeking out someone and I'm online, there's always that question, where did you hear about us? You must know where they're coming from. So if you are spending money with somebody who's doing your website and they're, and and I'm dealing with this right now with a client, I, I don't have a decision for them yet, but they have somebody who's redoing their website. And their website could use some zhuzhing up, as we say. Mm -hmm. But most people, I don't think, are going to their website. I think they're going to their social media. So I'm not sure why these folks are wanting to invest time on the webpage. Sure. I don't think it's their main net, if you will. Mm -hmm. So these are questions you have to ask yourself. If you're spending a lot of money for somebody who's rebuilding your website and they're constantly rebuilding your website, but you hear, "I I found you guys on Facebook. I found you guys on Yelp. You have to start asking, why am I spending money on this website that nobody is finding? And Mm -hmm. you might say, well, I want people to find me on my website. Well, if they're finding you on Yelp, that's great. And uh, there are other ways people can find you. Most people will find you through a Google search. But at the end of the day, did you get some phone calls from people? And it doesn't mean they signed on the dotted line, but did you get some more phone calls? Are you getting more leads? Uh, And that should tell you that I'm spending my money in the right place. If it's not working... Yeah, you, you should think about ditching it. No matter how good they say that they're doing and they're helping you, if at the end of the day you're not sending out invoices, <laughs> you're sending out you're sending out checks to companies that are trying to help you. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So, so again, the four most common things that you know small businesses run into again: lack of time, um, a consistent message, or being consistent with your your media. Um, creating the appropriate content or managing right. your content, and then making sure you're tracking the results of that content. And I think, again, which then circles back, as everything does, back to having enough time. So it's, it, is, it is a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, and it's also the unfortunate, and I hate to sound like that, where people will think, I, I can do this myself. You know, I know I can't do plumbing. I hate plumbing. For the most part, it's just better for me to call someone else and get it done in an hour versus me fiddling with it for a weekend. Uh, With your social media, with your business marketing, it is best for you to at least have a consultant, someone, even if it's a friend who knows marketing and you can buy them a beer and tell them, hey, could you help me out with some things? Um, I do that with a lot of people where I don't even get paid. I just, hey... Think John about is this. a fountain of free advice. You need to let, especially in marketing, you what I call another set of eyes. Don't do it yourself uh, and don't copy other people with what they're doing because they could be doing it wrong as well. So those are just some free advice for you. If you want to find out more or ask us questions or if you want to rebut everything I've said, you're welcome to. Oh, uh, or if you want to be a guest. Or just be a guest. John at OndoMedia.com is my email. You can uh, let us know. That's J-O-H-N at OndoMedia.com. It's in the show notes. And uh, we would love to uh, hear from you. Uh, we are here to encourage small business. We, I, I believe more than ever, this is a season for small business. Be encouraged. Uh, keep plugging. And uh, just... Ask some advice. That's all we have for this edition of Marketing Media Cupcakes. Please subscribe, like us on our Facebook and Instagram page, and keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ando Media.